0: to the MLM You Decide podcast, a show created to equip you with the resources to make up your own mind about the topic of MLM network marketing.
1: We are your hosts. I'm Laura Evans. And I'm Janine Finney, and we are passionate about bringing clarity to this subject. We get it. MLM is a polarizing
0: issue. On one hand are the insider people who believe in the business model, the possibilities it presents, and are frustrated because others just don't see it. On the other side are the outsiders, skeptical of the promises, annoyed and offended that it keeps coming up. And in the middle are the people who really have no idea.
1: Wherever you are, if you're trying to decide if MLM network marketing is for real, And even more importantly, if it could possibly be a fit for you, you've come to the right place. Yay, I'm so excited. We have a great guest with us today, Lauren LaHoff, and I am going to read her bio. Lauren is a, she lives a very big life. We could spend the entire podcast just talking about all the things that she's done and is currently involved in. So I'm just going to give you a small glimpse of who this amazing woman is. Lauren is a speaker, author, and coach with over 30 years of experience in personal development. In 1990, she was hired by the Tony Robbins Company, where she worked in the production department organizing events for up to 20,000 people. Then in 2001, Tony and his wife, Sage, hired Lauren to launch their signature life mastery program in Fiji. She has taught over 200-plus programs over the past 18 years in Fiji, Portugal, Spain, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Today, she coaches clients ranging from stay-at-home moms to CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. She is obsessed with helping people create real change, and she loves being in the trenches. Her clients love working with her because she really practices what she preaches. Lauren found out about network marketing in 1989, but had the I'm too cool syndrome going. And you are really fitting that part today, Lauren. <laughs> That's
2: right. With my sunglasses, the whole thing. I'm too cool.
1: <laughs> she refused to listen for 17 years. And with three small children, she had lots of legitimate reasons to say no to this business. But then she realized that if she kept making her kids the excuse rather than the reason, she would never know for sure. Once she made the decision, she was all in and grew her business while raising three kids, writing her second book, and traveling 165 days a year. Her team grew to the top position faster than anyone had at the time in the history of the company. And of all of her accomplishments, Lauren is most proud of being a mom to our amazing kids. You are an amazing person, Lauren, and we are Aww. so and I'm telling you, I'm too
2: cool. I'm playing. I'm too cool with my sunglasses because I don't have any makeup on.
1: <laughs> you know what? When you're cool, you're cool. You just got to be who you are.
2: That's right. Stay true. That's right.
1: So we kind of talked about um, your your career that you were in, but maybe give us a little bit more background about what you were doing when, when network marketing found you, the time that you really kind of decided that you were ready to listen give us a little bit of background about that
2: absolutely well thank you for enjoying me I'm wearing my flip-flops right here so I'm having a good time I'm here and uh it's a very very (laughs) very ironic that I'm here doing this uh interview I didn't even think about it until um until just now we were on the on the call so I I I have been in the world of personal development, as you know, with Tony Robbins, and I love personal development, but it's theory until you put it into action. And I was, it was, it was October, 2007. My daughter was three months old and all, and I love what I did. I love teaching programs. I love everything about it, but all the money that I was making from those events money went to pay for the babysitter that was back home with my other two boys or it was with you know paying for the nanny that was with me and I had more months at the end of the money as we all know that happens sometimes and I was 41 and I was like I'm too smart to be so freaking stupid and um the Tony come out with with the new product and I and I and I was like I asked a couple questions and um, my friend, Jeff Roberti, I don't know if Jeff Roberti, he has, uh, I knew Jeff about many, many years before he was attending that program and uh, he, he came up to me and he's like, Lauren, at least check this out. And I was like, oh my gosh, there is no way I'm going to go do that. And he goes, at least come to our conference and tell me no afterwards. And I'm like, okay, okay I'm going to get him off of my back, you know? And yet he had the life that he definitely had the, you know, the, the, the life that I wanted. And to be able to say yes to the things that I wanted to say yes to. So I'm like, okay. And I'm like, when is your conference? And he goes, it's in two days. And I'd already been gone for a month. And I was like, okay, I'm going. And what's the reason why I say it's so ironic is I'm actually here in Sarasota and was over at Jeff's house last night. And uh, it's crazy. I didn't even think about that. And and like I said, until we got on. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I thought I knew everything. I had so many people that approached me on, with different network marketing companies, but Jeff understood what I was looking for. Jeff knew that I, he's like, Lauren, he goes, you've got a heart, you, you know, you, you've got a great work ethic. And he, and so he framed it in a way that made sense to me and he knew what my values were. He knew what was important to me. He knew what my pain points were. And he really listened. And he understood the power of relationships. Now I known Jeff many years before. And he, had, you know, and he always says long-term relationships equal long-term results. And he was just patiently persistent with me. He never pushed me and he just met me where I was at when he knew it was the time. And, you know, we we're just talking about it last night. I mean, just about just he saw my daughter, you know, as a baby. And this last night he just said, Wow, what a beautiful woman you've grown up to be. So that's how I got started. And That's where
0: I am today. Wow. Wow. What a cool coincidence that you are. Very cool. Yeah, that's very neat. So would you say that you had an opinion about network marketing
2: that might have um, maybe a misconception about it that that you had? Absolutely. And I had references of it. Um, So what happened (laughs) was in 1989, I was working four jobs in Southern California and somebody came and sold a product to me. And I said, where, does, where can I tell my friends to go get this product? And even though my friend knew I was working four jobs, and they said, oh, just send them to me, and meaning them. And so for years, I sent them to them. And then later, I found out I could have been making money as a business from it. And I was so hurt that my friend never told me about the business that I was, I was like, why why you why did you do that? Like what? And so I had one, that was one misconception. Second thing was just that I didn't understand, um, you know, so that that really it was just being a raving fan customer and like as if you were to recommend it something, you know, products to other people. And I just think finding the, you know, it's kind of like I talk about schools. You got to find the right school for your kid versus just the right school, if you would, there is no right school. So I think you have to find the right company. Once again, that that resonates with your values, with your, you know, your mission, your purpose. And, uh, I did, I didn't understand that. I kind of put everybody all together, all companies out there. But once, once I found a company that resonated with me, I was like, okay, I'm all in. That's why I was all in. I was all in because it met all my values. And, um, so that's what that's what really got me to turn. And I would see so many people on network marketing and some people would do it. It's just like, it's just any, like anything, right. We say how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, I saw people that were, you know, doing more contribution work with it. And that inspired me. I saw people that weren't for me. I needed to see that I could do more for my kids. I needed to understand that, you know, it was a, the longevity of it. I needed to, understand it. I was going to have the support with, for me. I knew I was going to be in business for myself, but not by myself. And I think I had misconceptions about that, that I just had to do it or that I was going to have to create systems. I didn't want to create more systems. I wanted to be able to just plug into a system. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. What a valuable lesson and takeaway that is for everybody, Lauren. I mean, you know, what a lesson about how your friend, you know, didn't tell you about the business side, but you were referring people. And uh, as a result, um, you know, it created some resentment there because you you weren't aware. And I think sometimes we're afraid to talk about the business side, but we don't know what somebody else is thinking and what they're going through. And And, you
2: know, my, my upline says something really important. Her name is Cheryl. And she said, Lauren, there's only two kinds of people, people who need money and people who want more of it. And not from a way of, you know, some people just might need shelter. (laughs) Some people might need food. You know, I was reading many years ago, I went to an event. It was called Baby Bounty. And they shared the statistics that one out of every three single mom with children under the age of three have to choose between diapers or groceries. Wow. And for me, that's when I was like, this is my, this is not an opportunity to share. This is a responsibility to share. And I think, like you said, like so many times we're like, oh my God, what are they going to think or whatever Um, versus like, you never know. You never know what's going on in someone's life, right? You never, you, you have no idea. So,
0: right. And I love that you talked about how it's so important to find the right thing, the right thing that fits you, that connects with you and to do that research. And that's okay to do. And just because you might've had one experience doesn't mean that they're all like that. Um, so, I love that we talk yeah. about that. So, if you had to say what appealed to you most, um, when it was the right time for you, and when you said, Yes, I'll go to that conference, um, what was it that really got you that was what appealed to you most and said, Okay, now I'm ready. I'm ready to do this? Oh,
2: God. There were, there were a couple things, actually. One was I went to the conference and I went there not for me, I went there because of a friend of mine. I thought if it could help my friend that I was in um, specifically, can, I'm sorry my earbud fell specifically there were a couple things one can you hear me yes okay I can. A, a couple things were i saw how everybody there was really wanted everybody to succeed there wasn't kind of like uh well i've arrived and i'm sitting back and not doing anything people were active in the business another thing was i loved that the company was contribution based so that was a big thing for me um but when I, and I, I, I say I felt like I was in that movie Bruce Almighty, show me a sign, show me a sign, and the signs were everywhere, right? Like I saw the support, like all of the things, like and then I was like looking for a way out. Have you ever? I'm sure if someone's ever been there, like, I'm going to find something. That I'm going to say no, it's going to be a way out. And so I remember somebody was giving a presentation, and the lady goes, "I was like, well, I've got three kids. I'm working full time." I was thinking in my head, and this lady goes, "Well, I've got 12 kids, you know, and they're on. I've been, and I'm like, oh, great, that excuse is gone. And I'm like, well, I'm working on my second book, and I'm like. <laughs> This lady gets up there and she goes, well, I'm working on my, you know, 10th book. And I'm like, ah, darn it. That excuse is gone. And then I heard um, somebody else say, I'm trying to think what else. There was something, oh, about how many, I'm like, I travel 165 plus days on the road. And this person like, I'm on the road 200 days. I'm like, oh no, no excuses of why I can't do this. And then um, there were two things. One was uh, Cheryl was like, I just want to let you know that- you know, I'm going to help you become as independent, but you're not going to be on your own, going to be in business for yourself, like I said, but not by yourself. So I'm going to help you show you and I'm going to keep it really simple. When she said, keep it really simple. I was like, okay, this is going to be good. And I realized I wanted to like, keep it really simple. The second thing was I was flying back from the conference and I was still like, not, I was probably 99.7% in, Does that make sense? Even though I had already got started and, but I would like, I needed that 0.3% to really put me like all in. And, uh, I was on the plane. There's this guy and his name's Kenny Bayless. And I didn't know him. I hadn't met him and he stood up and he goes, Hey, you were just at that conference, weren't you? And I said, yes, sir. I was. And he goes, and he puts his hand out and he goes, welcome to the family. And I was like, wow. That was amazing that somebody and um Kenny's the uh if you've ever he's he's the referee for all the major fights, all the major boxing matches, and I was like, "What a just cool thing that someone took the time to go that extra mile just to to ask me how I enjoyed it and to welcome to the family so that was the thing. I think it's that extra ten percent that we always talk
1: about That's cool. I love that. So, so shifting direction, now that we've talked about the wonderful things, what's the most frustrating thing to you about this
2: business? (sighs) Most frustrating, you know, I think that it's that you want it more for people sometimes than they want it for themselves. And I'm sure you hear that all of the time that, you know, that people, it's, it's, it's kind of, again, like personal development where people that they're fired up, like, they love the program, they go to an event. And we always say, it's what you do after the event is more important than what you do at the event. So I'd say just wanting it more for, pe- for people than they really want it for themselves, um, that people try to complicate it, I think is another big thing. And just going back to the basics and yes, doing the basics over and over again. I mean, I could tell my upline story in and out just, and just sticking to the basics. And you know, uh, Tony Robbins talks about something I think is really important is that it's lots of times we try to go to the strategy first, you know, what do I need to do instead of starting like with we call it state story strategy. So if people would just focus on their state, like how am I coming in? this like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. I'm going to figure out how to make this work. I'm going to help lots of people. say so your state, then the story, and then how do I do it? um so yeah I'd say, I'd say just wanting it more for other people and then people trying to complicate it too much so
1: i completely agree with that oh <laughs> gosh how do you get over that how do you get over wanting it more for other people than they want it for themselves it's, it's a scary thing if you have it at all a codependent personality i got to say yeah i think
2: you know I don't think there's anything. Actually, I don't think there's any, I think it shows that we're empathetic and compassionate, you know, with regards to it. But I think the only thing that we can do is just keep leading by example. Um, I have, a I have a busy life. Yes. A, but I also want to show people that I can't, that I'm, I'm leading from the front, right? So showing that you can do the, it's kind of cool that I'm doing this from the floor in my hotel room, Um, because I made the decision at the last minute to bring my daughter with me. And I'm so glad we did. And we just went to the aquarium and, you know, hung out with my husband. And, but I think that, I don't think there's anything wrong with it in in a way. You just have to kind of keep the light on for people because you never know when something's going to change in someone's life. I mean, I would say some of the people have done the best with our company. And just as part of our team are people that it took a couple, it took some time. I think also that people can't be too, we gotta be careful to be too attached to the person and versus, you know, who they can lead you to. Um, you just never know. I mean, another person here is a friend of mine who's, you know, somebody else introduced them to the business and then they became the top position on, you know, within my team. And, you you know, you just never know within our company. Yeah. So I, you just never know who's gonna be that person and you never know who you can help. So- I, I don't know there, you
1: know, it's true. Yeah. I love what you're saying too. It's about who can you help? Um, yep. what, what are, but the... you got to help the people. you got to help the people
2: with their hands up. You know, that's another story I tell. I would tell a story over and over again, My like about 30 years ago, I met a lady named Louie Fatty and Louie was in a plane crash and there were 12 people on the plane. And only three of the people could swim. And she said, Lauren, there were people with their hands up and there were people that were drowning. And she said, who, who do you think I help? And I said, well, I hope you help the people with their hands up. And she said, you would have hoped so. But I went towards the drowning people. And she goes, and what happens when you help a drowning person? They pull you down with them. And sometimes I think that we, uh, there's a lady named Chris in our, in our company. And she goes, remember, you're building you're building a business. You're not building an orphanage. So she goes, sometimes we go try to help the drowning people. You got to go for the people with their hands up. And so the people that are putting you in front of people, people say, who do you work with? Put The people that put you in front of people, the people that ask questions, but don't ask the same questions over and over again, the people that realize you're a resource, you know, don't look upline, don't look downline, look in the mirror. And so I think that that's a really important thing to remember as well. So,
1: yeah, you are so wide. So, um what are the um the common misconceptions that you run into um
2: the common misconceptions that I run into yeah so what do you think? that I hear that you have to buy a bunch of product and I know with with it with, with I know for sure with our company you don't yeah. um with regards to that so just be a product of the product and just you know create more so you have to buy a bunch of product obviously we hear, the things that I hear is that, that it's, that it's a pyramid scheme. And obviously I just, I ask some questions after I go, what does that mean? And so those are the, those are probably the two most common things that I hear. I think it's the same thing. I think, I think. Is that we all try to make everything. So, like I said, from the beginning, we try to make our challenges unique. They're not so unique it's the same thing. You just have to model the responses that that you can give and, and help people ask questions. I mean, like I said, like I definitely had the I'm too cool syndrome. I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew everything about everything. And so you have to educate people. Even My husband, you know, when I met him, we were dating and we were coming back from a trip and um, he goes, oh, your people. And I go, well, my people. And I got all defensive. I think that you know that we got to cut off that defense mechanism and just start asking questions to people because they just don't know what they don't know, and uh, we have to give people the benefit of a doubt too.
0: Yes, yes, being curious and asking questions is so important, <laughs> so that we can understand where somebody's really coming from because our experiences shape us, and we don't know someone else's experience. Yep. We haven't walked in their shoes, so I completely agree with that. So, so talk to me about, you know you've been around long enough to know and to see that not everyone who says I'm in stays in. And what, what do you see as the reason that somebody does not succeed in, in the business?
2: Because they try to recreate the wheel. They don't follow the system. They aren't patient. You know, I like, there's two things, there's two examples I like to use, and it's very important for me to edify where I learn, my, learn things from. So I love what Larry Thompson talks about He talks about, you know, the 80, the 15, the 5%, you know, 80% of the people, they're just going to love the product. They're going to be on the product. You want that? They're important. They're most of our business, right? But it's also like a gym membership. 80% of the people, they buy a hundred people join a gym. 80% of the people, they drive by the gym, they pay their dues, but they're still important to keep the gym alive, Right. 15% 15% of the people, they're going to go to the gym a couple times a month or a couple times a week. Those people are important. And then there's the five percenters. They're going to go to the gym every day, you know, every day. And they have, but that's why the gym has to pay for those five percenters, right? The five, but guess who keeps the, the gym in business? We, we know it. even like, this is obvious right now. The ones that keep the gym in business are those 80 percenters. So that's why I said, you got to love them wherever they're, wherever they're at you asked me what was the question that you asked me until I forgot what you asked me no
0: why people are not successful why they don't succeed and I I
2: I think there's a couple things and and once again Les Brown talks about it Tony Robbins everybody talks you got to be hungry you know you gotta you've got to see like what you have to have I think you need to have a short-term vision you need to really vision I I think I, I I I you guys might know I'm obsessed obsessed with manifestation boards i've done them since i was 12 years old i'm 54 now and but it's who do i need to become you know in my that's for me because manifestation means vision plus goya which is you got to get off your ass and go do something you know you got to get out there and go do something it's not just going to come to you and that's how you're going to create what you want to create so i think you, you know the good book says it right without vision people perish So you have to hold a vision. That's what, if you, if there's any book that everybody, if there's a book that she, if you haven't read it, you must go read it. I think it's the most important book, especially right now in the world. And that is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. You've got to give meaning to why you're doing this, why this is so important to you. I mean, for me, you know, you could call it your why, you could call it whatever it is, but I, I I, when I thought about doing this and I really gave it a strong, yes, I go, I'm going to do this because I'm going to help thousands and millions of people around the world. I mean, my, if I were to, if I always say, you know, I, I, my friend, Jeff, I was like, he really wanted, wants me to be more successful than him. He even said it last night. He goes, Lauren, if you really gave this, if you really gave this the attention that you did, can you imagine what you could create? And so and and honestly, I mean, if there's a part of me that feels a little guilty even being part of this podcast because I know I haven't given it my very best, you know, I and mean, I'm just being honest about that. Like if I really gave it my very best, but I knew I held a vision of what was possible and it was bigger than me and and to see like friends of mine doing so well in, in Poland and in Italy and Australia and New Zealand and the United States and Canada and Israel you know, look around the world and just go, I, you know, I created that vision and you got to create that vision. But then I knew I had to do the work and it has not been fun all, all the time. There've been people that I thought they were going to stay in the business and rock and roll. And, you know, then they like, something took them off. You know, you don't know what's going to take people off. That's why you always have to be sharing. You just never know who's going to be that next person that you can help. So, but it's been frustrating too. I mean, I don't want people to think it's all, you know, you know, daisies. And it's, you know, but just fun because it's kind of like a, you know, it's like a, you get so curious about every person and, you know, my son, my, one of my eldest sons in the, in the business, he met his fiance through the business. My daughter, she's 13. She's, she's, she watches me like ask people their name, ask them their story. And she's starting, you know, she's modeling those things. My middle boy you know, he, he, he knows what this has been able to provide for him. It's given I mean, I think that it's given them courage to be entrepreneurs. I mean, my daughter started like a freaking soap company and then a slime company and now it's an earring company. So it's, it's our responsibility. I, I always say that we need to be the heroes that our kids seek in the world. That's what I believe. And so I, I just, I, I, I discipline you for, and I'm sure you've heard this before. It's just lines from other people. You got to discipline your disappointments. Some people are going to do a little, some people are going to do a lot and you just, you just never know. So I don't take it personally anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being, being really connected with the work, the actions that you do and the purpose of why you're doing it, not connected to the results because you can't control the results. You can only control your react, your actions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, so your, the, and you
2: almost said something interesting. and your and your reaction, yeah. because I think that that's a really big thing. Like I did something once that I thought just recently that I thought would inspire somebody. I did something that most people get excited about and the reaction was totally different. And I'm like, OK, like, why is this person reacting that way? And it's because they're frustrated. I get that. I get the reason why that they acted that way, you know, with regards to it. So you have to really look at, remember, you know, doing, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. I was telling my daughter why doing my I am statements every morning is so important to me because for me, that's my rocket fuel and nobody can take that away from me unless I give it to them. So if someone's reaction is different. And I'm like offended or this and that. I'm like, wait a minute. Like I just gave it away. I got to remember who I am. So I think, especially in our industry and our profession that we have to remember we're freaking the best. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people, and I'm sure you guys too, how many people said, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that extra bit of money is that I've like, was so like, not even appreciating, right? Like that now why it's so important to me. And I think that, you know, we, you, you said it, but, but another way of saying it is, you know, trade your expectations for appreciation. Yes, I mean, yeah. you don't know, this isn't a work from home. This is a work from anywhere, business, anytime and any age, you know, any gender, any background, who, who, what professions can say that? Well, right. I, I don't. I don't know any other professions that get, care. Some any shape, size, color, background, mm-hmm. language. Yeah. That's who we are. I mean, what? A, what an amazing gift. Truly. Yeah. So, how is your? How's
0: your life been different? How has this added to your life and changed oh my god. your life and your
2: kids' life? Oh my god! Like now, I'm not gonna cry, right? Because I just, I just think it's. I just. <laughs> wonderful thing in the world. I can't even imagine, you know, when I was, and I love the seminar world, but what if, I mean, now the whole world is shifted. I mean, I got paid per event. If I didn't work an event, I didn't get paid at all. Right. And so now I get to do events because I want to do events, not because I have to do events, which is a, but guess what? There's no events. Right. There's no, I mean, there's a couple of virtual events, but the event I was supposed to do this year in, in Europe was canceled. How's my life different? My life's different because I finally get to really make a difference the way that I wanted to make a difference where it wasn't so much about me, you know, being the, the person like with regards to it, but helping other, you know, I, I always love what Schwarzkopf would say. He's like, leaders lead people. And I love to pass the mic as my friend, Lisa Grossman says, you know, it's, t- you know, your job is to get up there as quickly as possible and pass the mic to somebody else. Um, my life's different. Wow. Because, you know, when my husband and I met it was during the reset, you know, right after we met 2011 and we had both been through some, you know, divorces and we were like definitely more m- month at the end of the money, both of us. And we were doing well. Both of us did well with our careers but you know, this has been able to do a lot of things, you know, been able to invest the way that we wanted to be able to send my kid to college and pay cash for it. Um, be able to send my son to Iceland and Greenland and my daughter to send her to camps and do those things that she wants to do. And also biggest thing for me is tithing and giving back and really being able to give back the way that I've always given back, but more, um, more in that way. And, uh, yeah, just, it's, but more, most importantly is being able to, or this, my daughter decided, you know, the, the day before I was coming here to see my husband and I said, I looked at Asher and I said, do you want to come? And she goes, yeah, I'd like to come. And I was like, okay. And I said, yes. Right. Eric Worre always says, say yes, tell the world, figure it out. And so she said, yes. I looked up tickets. It was 935 bucks for, you know, just a, whatever, a coach ticket, but to be able to say, yes, that feels good. What if I had to say no, say Asher, you know, after I'd already said yes to her. So that's a gift. Um, you know, being able to go see my mom five times in two months when she was sick last year, you know, and being able to do all of those things that I think that we take for granted is, uh, is pretty amazing. So.
1: I love those answers, Lauren. I love your heart. Um, Thank
2: you.
1: So so what advice would you give to someone that is taking a look at network marketing, trying to figure out if this might be for real for them?
2: I would say be be a, you know, ask some great questions, get the answers, right? Don't be arrogant You you never know who you can help. You never know who you can serve. You never, I mean, and we know that, you know, be smart. I mean, multiple streams of income is just a smart thing to do. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and and he was like, you know what? So I've made, you know, a thousand dollars a month for the past 10 years. Right. And he said, think about what that is and what can be done and what I'm able to do with that. He's literally just put it in an account, never looked at it, still done it. So I'd say, you know, think about who you can help, you know, think about who you can serve and just don't be, you know, get yourself out of the way too. And um, yeah, I mean, for everybody that's looking, just give it a, either as my friend, Jeff just texted me as we're talking, as he would say, give it a strong yes or a strong no, but no wishy washy dilly dally stuff in the minute middle. And I think lots of lots of people just give it a dilly dally. I'll do it if I have, you know, if I have time, versus, you know, you know, make sure just to give it a time. Even just be consistent like anything. You're gonna get results if you're just are gonna get results. And um, you know, that's that's it, just dream. And just be smart that, what is it? The average millionaire has seven multiple streams of income, seven. I mean, I have you look at like, what are the different ways for you to, to bring in income and be smart? I mean, that's, that's it. I'm like thinking, gosh, I still need more multiple streams of income, right? Just to, but (laughs) what are the, what are the different ways that you, right? I mean, you think about it, you think about like, some people just have one stream of income and then what happens that income disappears. I mean, for me, I like, you know, I have, I have lots of things to do and it's just a smart decision. It really is. And I, you know, the other thing that makes me think of my, my husband, he goes, you're so lucky. He goes, you get to go to work every day and do something that you love. We do every day in this, in this business, if we're helping other people in this profession, we really get to help people. We get to help people say yes, yes to something. Um, I don't. Whatever the the products are, but we get to we do it because we help to get people to. We love what we do, and we get people to say yes to their health, to their, you know, relationships, to more free time. Now, now look, working from home is cool, right? It's a cool thing. Now, now we're cool. So uh, anyway, that's what I say. There's my dog, who becomes <laughs> yes. He's also on the road.
1: Okay, well, we we are on our final question and we'll let you get back to your fun life and your fun time in Florida. So this is a, it's a tough one, but what do you think is the most important factor or trait that contributes to someone being successful in this business?
2: Successful trait, that I would say. Just one? Just one? You can have a Just one? one. Oh, gosh. Okay. No, you can go- be patiently persistent. Be patiently persistent. I would say for sure be patiently persistent. It's kind of like the bamboo tree, right? The first year it grows about an inch, second year it grows about an inch, third year it grows an inch, fourth year you're thinking, I think I'm going to get myself a ficus. Um, and then you, you know, and then the fourth year grows about an inch, and then the fourth year it can grow 30 to 100 feet. I think that that's very important for people to remember. You've got to be patiently persistent. I think the consistency, whether it's 15 minutes a day or, you know, two hours a day, you've got to be consistent. Um, you've, got to, you've got to be your best distributor in the business and you've got to be coachable. So that's, and, and get yourself out of the way, you know, think about who can you help and who can you serve. I've said that many, many times, but yeah, and have fun. Don't make it so serious. Right, make it fun for yourself. Make it that you want to get up every morning and think about who, who am I going to help today, who am I going to serve today. So that's what I would say.
1: Yay! That's I love it. Good. I love all the laurenism and all, I, <laughs> I don't know how you remember so well all of these things <laughs> that everybody said, but I love it. You are you are obviously a you exemplify personal development in a person. Oh. Uh, Well, that's, you know, that's really the goal. And I think that's what we need to remember too about,
2: you know, like I said, once again, it's what you do after that's more important than what you do at the, at the event with regards to that. And so it don't, don't just take all the, I think that we can get obsessed with like thinking like, I got to learn this. I got to learn this. I got to learn this before I take action. And, you know, there's a story that there was a lady she made a big impact on me at the very first conference that I went to. And she was one of the top, the company I work with, with, you know, is nutrition. And uh, the, this lady, she, I, I asked her, I said, why are you one of the top people with regards to customers? And she said, well, this lady had a condition that she did and she would see her at church every week. She would see her at church for years, every week, every week, every week. And then One week, she was at church, and she noticed that the lady was in a wheelchair that week. And my friend went up to her, and she said, "Um, how are you doing with your condition? She goes, well, obviously, you can see I'm not doing so well. And she goes, well, you know, I thought that I would tell you about this, you know, what I've been taking. And the lady goes, you've seen me in here for years, knowing that I had the same condition that you did, and not once did you mention it to me. And she said, "The lady gave her a credit card and ordered it right away. And the next week, my friend went back to church and she said, the lady, you know, who has the same condition as me. And she said, um, she said, yeah. She goes, well, I I saw that, you know, the product that she ordered it it arrived for her, you know, yesterday. And she goes, she died yesterday. And she said, from that moment on, I knew that no matter if I was nervous, no matter if I, you know, didn't feel like talking to somebody, no matter you know whatever that it was, I had to share this with people. So I think sometimes when I say like the most important thing again is getting ourselves out of the way, you just never know. You never know who's going to be that person that you can help um, with with their life. I don't know whatever the, can. I mean, I know there's so many amazing products and. yeah. So that's what I would say. So I hope that that's helpful.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to meet you and thank you for spending time with us and uh, just the words of wisdom that you shared with everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Lauren. Enjoyed it. Bye guys. so much for taking the time to be with us. We hope you gained some clarity from today's show. If you did, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. Because when you share it and drop
0: a review, it helps other people find us and helps us get this message out. Please join us each week to hear from people who are in the trenches and have their own personal experience with this business. And if you'd like to learn more about this topic, subscribe to our show and visit our website. We'd also like to recommend two books co-authored by Janine Finney and her daughter, Lori Merhit, The Flip Flop CEO and Does the Shoe Fit? The Guide to Help You Decide.
1: We invite you to join our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn communities as well. Be sure to tune in to
0: our next episode because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive mistake you can make.